I feel like I really began to understand at a deeper level, like what it means to follow Jesus, like what the gospel is on a broader, deeper, personal scale when I was in college. So I mentioned to Drake, it's not a Christian college, but I learned so much about God through what I was learning about the world. You're listening to the Upside Down Podcast, a place for unscripted conversations on life and faith. Join us as we discuss what it looks like when Jesus turns our lives upside down. Welcome to this episode of Upside Down, a podcast on unscripted conversations on life and faith. Today, we're taking a break from the norm to give you a bonus episode that will let you get to know one of our co-hosts a little bit better. So be sure to subscribe so you're (laughs) getting them delivered to you when they are released and you don't miss anybody. And as always, we appreciate your ratings and reviews on iTunes. That just helps other people find us better. And yeah, we like that. So when you subscribe, by the way, they're usually they go up in the middle of the night and you wake up in the morning and it's like, (laughs) happy Tuesday. (laughs) You have your reason to get out of bed in Mm -hmm. the morning. We're staying in and listen. <laughs> so Christy and I are going to be talking to Kayla. So we are excited about that. But first, we're going to get started with some rapid fire type questions just to get warmed up. So Kayla, what song do you sing to your kids? <laughs> first of all, I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> uh, second of all, I don't really sing a lot. I'm more of a dancer. Mm. So I'm always like, you know, dancing as whatever I'm doing or making up songs Mm -hmm. as I'm doing things like we're making the lunch, we're going to go to school today, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what I do. Uh Do they sing back to you? Do they sing your songs back? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they just like look at me. That look. (laughs) And and my oldest kids are six and three. Like Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be giving Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's already happening. Too early. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So, are you a city girl or a country girl? Oh, that's a good question. I I am city, yeah. Okay. I live but, in a small town right now, but I'm a city girl. Okay. East Coast or West Coast? Well, I'm Midwest, which is no coast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best, obviously. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's a hard one for me. If you were to I, visit, I, I can't pick. If you were to visit, which one would you want to go to? Well, I always thought I. So I'm. Maybe we'll talk about this later. But my major in college was magazine journalism, and I thought I would move to New York City, and mm-hmm. then I visited New York City and visited a lot of publishers, and I was kind of like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think this is for me. Like, mm-hmm. really fun to visit. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, actually, I'm a little more laid back. So West Coast is probably mm-hmm. a bit more my speed. Though, I, I yeah, I always grew up thinking. Mm-hmm. I was gonna... Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Do you work on a Mac or a PC? I work on a Mac when I steal my husband's computer. And mm-hmm. I actually have a Chromebook that I have just personal. But mm-hmm. I'm definitely for Mac. So... Sorry, PC. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a coffee or a tea drinker? I'm for sure a coffee girl, but I do drink tea when I'm sick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Don't we all? Don't we all? (laughs) 
I think I know the answer to this one. But are you an extrovert or an introvert? I am an extrovert. Yeah. I am really? I know. What? <laughs> I am an ENFP, if people know that lingo. And I'm my I'm also married to an ENFP. And so, yeah, we have a lot of, like, feels and... Oh, man. <laughs> As a fellow ENFP, this is Christy, by the way, I can't imagine being married to an ENFP as well. Right. Seems and like... honestly, like, I've always thought I'm very extroverted, and my husband is extroverted, like, to an extreme. Oh, like. Yeah. Total. So it makes me almost feel introverted, even though mm. I'm very extroverted, though it's kind of yeah. funny. But Lindsay, like you said in your interview, like having a lot of kids makes you mm. a bit more introverted. Mm-hmm. I totally, I totally agree with that. And my husband, when he's home from work, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to shut the door. And I love you all so much that I need absolute quiet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he comes down and he's like, well, is it quiet if I'm down here? And I'm like, go upstairs. <laughs> yes. 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 So speaking of your husband, why don't you tell us how you guys met? Well, we met in high school actually, <laughs> but we were, we met in a theater arts class. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> two extroverted people meeting in a theater arts class and we were on the same improv acting team Wow! and we were friends and it was me and him and another girl and I was friends with the girl too and it was kind of this like weird I don't know I always thought there was this kind of weird love triangle thing going on <laughs> She kind of liked him, and he kind of liked me, and I was like, whatever, I'm not interested. So, I don't know. Um, And then we eventually, he was a couple years, he was a year older than me, and he, over the summer, asked me out. Well, I thought we were going to a movie as friends, but to him, it was a date. (laughs) And it was was Spider-Man 2, and we call it the date that wasn't a date. And he was like picked me up in his old red truck and took me to Steak and Shake. Do you guys Mm -hmm. know where you are? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He used to work there and wear the cool hat as a chef. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever. Not chef. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then I was like, dude, I've already eaten. Like, you didn't tell me you were going out to eat, you know? And then we went to the movie and then afterward he was like, let's get ice cream. And then I kind of realized like, oh, I think this is like a date. And so... (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Long, long, long story short, we eventually got married. And he proposed to me in college, actually, in a college class. Wow. wow. Yeah, he was pretty bold. He knew I was going to say yes. (laughs) I guess so. uh, We were in the same same class, and he talked to the professor, and he had made, like, a slideshow video of us to music. Oh, and then that's so cute. Said, will you marry me? And she, so she was like, oh, I'm having, at the end of class, she was like, I'm having a hard time playing a DVD, Johnny, can you help me? And then it plays it, and I it was like, why are there pictures of us? <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't know? Yeah, I was, I was like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, look around, and the girls around me are crying, and the bo- the guys are like, Bro, don't do it, man. Like, what are you thinking? Like, you're 
He did not go to like a Christian college. Like this was like a totally yeah. uh, secular university, liberal arts private school. Like not not yeah. this is not something that happened between mm-hmm. colleges. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh! And I was like, you know, wearing sweats in <laughs> college, like. Yeah, so I said yes, and I'm very glad I did. And we have had the privilege of kind of growing up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's really been a gift for us. So having met that young, had you dated anyone else before him? I did, but not, I mean, not in a super mm-hmm. serious because I was just in high school. Right, You know what yeah. I mean? So it yeah. wasn't like your first, first date that wasn't a date? No. Okay. Christy was worried you had missed out on some. Like, no, no, that's not what I mean at all. Age experience. <laughs> no, I just mean like I wonder if like did you? Yeah, had you been on a date before? Because if not, that's oh, a yeah. that's a big that would have been a big thing to realize as you're on your date that you're on your date. You know, <laughs> your only date, right? <laughs> only first date. Yeah, and where did no. you go to college? Drake University uh-huh. in Iowa. Cool. I studied journalism there. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend followed me there. It's funny. He actually worked for my parents. My parents owned a little small business, like a packing and shipping store. And he worked for them when he was in high school. And my dad had got a new TV and my dad was telling him about it and apparently invited him over to my house to watch the game, like not even thinking anything other than finally somebody is interested about my new TV. And your TV. <laughs> yeah. And I was sitting in the den and all of a sudden my mom was like, hey, Kayla, Johnny Craig is here. And I was like, why is Johnny Craig here? Because this is like before we were dating. And she's like, apparently dad invited him over. And I was like, what? Because like, if you know, my dad, it's not like he was trying to play matchmaker. I mm-hmm. think he was just like, <laughs> you know, like he had a son in middle school who wasn't interested in the things that my dad had to mm-hmm. had to say, but. This this other kid was, but I think maybe there's a little bit ul- ulterior motive there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for showing up for the mm-hmm. TV. So, did all of your sketches when you were in the improv group end with you marrying Johnny? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bummer. No. What, a... We actually we made it to all state. We made it the oh, highest. Oh man. And I really felt like Johnny and I actually had a little bit of a power struggle. Like, who could, who could be the biggest, who could be the loudest, who could be the funniest. And we, we both kind of, so at, at the district level, he went crazy and was kind of the big character. And then the second time to get us to Allstate, I was, like, the big crazy character. And so and then the last one we did uh, together in competition, I felt like we all balanced it out. So we worked it out. Do but. you have recordings of these? <laughs> no, thank God. <sighs> Bummer. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, those would be hilarious. I know, I, man. That's one way to take it. Are you sure that you don't have them? There's got to be somebody. You know my parents probably do, and those will never see the And you can give me their phone number when we're done here. <laughs> uh, so speaking of your family, you mentioned a brother. Do you have other siblings? No, I am just... 
one of two. So I think it made my mom like really like, are you going to be the Duggars? Because we have four kids. Like, <laughs> like she kept being like, uh, are you going to get a bigger vehicle? Like, <laughs> like slightly concerned. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, but my husband comes from one of six. And so we mm-hmm. thought four, four feels like a good number. Yeah. Now that our hearts are just so tuned to adoption, I just, I, I feel like four is a really good place for us right now. And in the future, you know, we'll just have to see. But mm-hmm. I, I think that it was a blessing to go through pregnancy and get to experience that. And we have two children via birth, but I'm like selling all of my maternity clothes and I don't really mm-hmm. yeah, to wear them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. So Kayla, when do you remember first hearing the gospel? Well, I I grew up in a, a Christian home, and so I just grew up knowing very gently told to me that God is our Father in Heaven, and He loves us so much, and Jesus is His Son, and just a really kind of welcoming gospel, like very child-friendly. You know, the, the talk of like fire and brimstone was not really part of our family. It was an upbringing of just a very basic, safe, loving idea of, of faith. And mm-hmm. so I feel really grateful that I don't have a lot of baggage when it comes from some people who grew up in the church or who grew up, grew up in an evangelical church because I didn't grow up in an evangelical church. I grew up in more of a mainline denomination. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a lot of the baggage that I see a lot of adults and a lot of millennials working through now in the church. And I feel really grateful for that. I feel like I really began to understand at a deeper level, like what it means to follow Jesus, like what the gospel is on a broader, deeper, personal scale when I was in college. So Mm -hmm. I mentioned to Drake, it's not a Christian college, but I learned so much about God through what I was learning about the world, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And it really challenged me because these ideas that I just took like boilerplate, take it for granted ideas of faith, I really had to say, whoa, the world Mm -hmm. is way bigger than I thought it was. And like, what do I really believe? And really, you know, having professors who aren't Christians and having most of my classmates who don't identify religiously in one way or another, like that mm-hmm. really challenged me to to see like, what do I believe? And mm-hmm. um, that's when I started to take faith on for myself as a personal, really a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So have you always been in Iowa? Um, yes, except for a brief stint in middle school. I lived in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's talk about podcasting. Mm. We have all had some conversations about this, but what scares you the most about podcasting? Or does podcasting scare you? Maybe I shouldn't assume it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I always have this like after fear. Mm-hmm. So when I'm recording, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is super fun. I'm talking to my friends. Like I'm extroverted. I love it. It like fills me up. And then afterward, I'm like, oh my goodness, what did I say? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what <Yeah>. just happened? <laughs> but my background is in writing. So mm-hmm. I, my background is in journalism, editorial, editing, writing, and it's, you know, 
things that I work on go through an editorial Mm -hmm. process. And so I'm used to, you know, cutting and getting feedback and cutting some more Mm -hmm. and trimming and working on tone and all of these things. And then when you're podcasting, it's just like, here's a mic, don't mess up. Oh (laughs) gosh, it's so, amen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot different. And I'm sure you guys can relate to that too as writers. Mm -hmm. We all kind of connected as writers and then we're like, Let's dip our toes in the podcasting water, and it is scary. So thank you all for listening because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm just kind of a hot mess up in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I have a question. When you think back on, can I ask how old you are now? Do you mind sharing that? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I think I might be the baby in the group, which makes me feel a little self-conscious, but I'm 28. Okay. I'm the baby in a lot of the groups I'm in, so don't worry. I feel you. Okay, so let's go back 10 years. Let's talk to 18-year-old Kayla. What would you want her to know about... (laughs) What would be the things that you would be excited to tell her she's going to experience? And what are some things that you would want to sort of prepare her for? Well, as 18 years old, I was, you know, just starting out. I thought I had as much many 18 year olds do think that I have the best worldview in the world that I knew Mm -hmm. everything (laughs) that I did not have a lot of humility and I didn't have a lot of grace and I wasn't really letting Jesus and faith direct my life I was more just thinking this is what I'm gonna do this is what I'm gonna do in college this is the you know what I mean Mm -hmm. put things in my boxes and go and Mm -hmm. you know people encourage me for that like she's ambitious she's driven Mm -hmm. like she gets stuff done um and I would just oh if I was talking to Kayla I'd be like calm down breathe (laughs) um and your life is gonna be so not what you expected and so much more beautiful Mm -hmm. and so much fuller and who you are at 28 um is more of who you are meant to be who god Mm -hmm. created you to be and and that's kind of how i feel like i'm on this constant journey of walking with and following jesus and becoming more of my true self like Mm -hmm. the person Mm -hmm. that god said this is you kayla you know what Mm -hmm. i mean um Yeah, as as an 18 year old, I had not experienced a lot of suffering or a lot of doubt that I I have. And I'm sure when I'm 38, looking back on 28, I will be like, wow, 28 year old Kayla is an idiot. (laughs) And I I never stopped growing and I never Mm -hmm. stopped learning. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one thing that I kind of hear in you, not just now, but when we're talking about anything, is that you are you're okay with being in process, you know, like not that you're like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing because you definitely do know what you're doing. But like, (laughs) you know, when you're, when you're 38, you look back on 28, you know, you'll be like, well, yeah, I was in process then just like I am now, you know? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Kayla, what's one of the things that keeps you up at night or just an, an issue or an idea that you can't get out of your mind? Mm. Well, something that has just is such a big part of my heart and of my life is thinking about, as a mother, children who are not in a home where they are getting the love and the attention and the care and the mm-hmm. pouring in that they they deserve and that God desires for them to have. And 
that just, it just breaks my heart. And so I just, you know, adoption is one part of that orphan Mm -hmm. care Mm -hmm. piece of the puzzle. And so that is just, that is really what I want God to use me to, to, to be a a light in. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And I know that you guys can relate to that. Yeah. So how do you reconcile that now as, you know, you mentioned like you're, you feel like for now four is a good number for your family. So you're not pursuing adoption, but that's still a huge part of your desire. So how do you kind of reconcile like, okay, adoption's a piece of it and we're not doing that right now. So Mm -hmm. what does that look like for you? Well, for those of you who are not familiar with what our family looks like right now, we have Joseph who is six, who came to us when he was one um, via Nigeria, international adoption. We have Asher, who's three, biological son. And then we have two babies right now. Eliza, who is 11 months old, who is a domestic adoption, um, a special needs adoption. And then uh, we have a biological son, infant son, who is seven months, Abram. And so my life is very much revolved around loving them caring for Mm -hmm. them so I think part of is I want other people in the church to know you know like we're not all called to adopt we are all called to care for the orphan Mm -hmm. and we are all called to care for the fatherless like Mm -hmm. there's no way of getting around that when we open up our bibles and if we are finding a way to get around that then that's like a red flag (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. something and yeah. so, you know, my husband's a pastor and I just, I just want to know the ways to, you know, not guilt people, but to, to, to share with them, like, this, yeah. is what, mm-hmm. this is what it means to be a disciple. Like, this is what, you know, you're an undefiled religion is like, the, mm-hmm. this is it guys. And mm-hmm. they're, you right. know, yeah. So I don't know, just help, helping come alongside people and equip them. I'm part of a orphan care ministry called Caitlin's Fund that does a lot of different things to help equip adoptive and foster families. And yeah, it's, it's a very vast need, which I think is why I feel overwhelmed because there's so much need here, Mm -hmm. so much need abroad and it starts to feel really hard and overwhelming. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever considered putting together a resource for families who are navigating (laughs) transracial adoption? Yes. Thank you for asking. That's what we call slow pitch softball. You know what's sad is I had to think about that for a minute. Like, what? Why is she, like, laughing when she said that? Uh, okay, so I wrote a book. Woohoo! I wrote a book inspired by our two oldest children, Joseph and Asher, and the book is called Just Really Joseph. And I published it in partnership with Caitlin's Fund, the orphan ministry I was talking about. And so all of the money goes directly to Caitlin's Fund. Like, I'm not taking any any profit. It's mm-hmm. all going to them. Um, and I'm really excited about it. And it talks about what just really makes a family. And it kind of follows a day in the life of Joseph and Asher and their mommy. And they go to the park and a little girl says, you know, what's your name? And they talk. And then and Joseph and Asher say that they're brothers. And she's like, what? You can't be brothers. All the brothers I know match and you don't match. And who's mm-hmm. your name? And then it kind of 
goes into that story of what makes a mom and what what were Joseph's origins and you know Mm -hmm. we talk about mother and we talk about where he was born and what the first year of his life was like and just wrote it and prayerfully and tried to write it in a very age-appropriate way and had a lot of people who are much smarter than me look over it and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and hopefully you know prayerfully that it would um, be a resource to families you can cuddle up on the couch and and read it for for all kids Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. families don't look alike and sometimes they don't look alike because their parents are different skin Mm -hmm. color sometimes they don't look alike because they were adopted or you know there's just so many reasons so I really hope that it's a blessing to families and and my kids are like they don't even care about it anymore. Like they thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah, of course book. <laughs> whatever. Of course my mom's an author. Me. No, like, yeah. okay, whatever. <laughs> so I where can, what I talked about at the beginning, like that look that they give me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like dancing around. Like I wrote a book for you. And they're like, okay. <laughs> where can people get the book? They can get the book at just really Okay. So I was thinking today, just in thinking about our interview, that you are like super together and with it for someone who has two babies. Like I had, I kind of had two sets of twins, but our boys Mm -hmm. came to us when they were two and four. So like my youngest, at one time I had a four-year-old, a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. So they were like all little, but I never had two babies at one time. And that to me is like... Like, I can't even wrap my mind around this. So (laughs) what do you do? I mean, number one, I'm guessing, do you feel like you have it all? Like, not have it all together, but like, (laughs) do you feel like you're doing pretty well or do you feel like you're drowning? Um, You have to ask me that on like a minute by minute basis. Mm -hmm. There are moments where I'm like, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, I can't do that, Uh you know? And I'm very grateful to have a husband who is definitely a partner. And I'm very grateful that Eliza is a very easygoing baby. And, um, you know, we've dealt with a lot of health issues with her. And, you know, we have a lot of specialists that we see. Eliza has Down syndrome. So, um, and she's had some health issues. So there's been challenges along that way. But she's Mm -hmm. a very easygoing temperament. And, yeah. And so it's a good. And Abram is a pretty easygoing baby, too. So that helps. Because if they were both really fussy or colicky, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be on this podcast probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So what do you do for self-care? What What do you do to take care of yourself? That is a good question. I think part of it is just prioritizing this podcast and making it, making time that it's something that I feel like is meaningful for mm-hmm. me and it's something that I enjoy, enjoy doing and that is kind of life-giving to me. I also every once in a while just like pop out of the house like <laughs> when when my husband is home I don't just <laughs> good luck kids <laughs> go into the thrift store for mm-hmm. like 25 minutes and just like not thinking mm-hmm. about you know like just mm-hmm. just being yeah I would say like I was you Lindsay and I go for a run but I'm not that I'm not there mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I do I have been okay. I mentioned before in a podcast that every once in a while I I work out with some friends and that's really good. And I'm also in a, a book club Bible study with friends that are it's cross-denominational and multi-generational. And that's really life-giving for me too. So I think it's, it's for me, it's getting out of the house 
sometimes by myself and sometimes with others mm-hmm. because right now I'm a, a stay-at-home mom, um, not doing a lot of work from home only because working from home right now mm-hmm. is impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Christy, do you have any other? Kayla, what was your most awkward phase growing up? <laughs> that was my idea, but I was really hoping it wouldn't get turned off. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I had so many awkward phases and the worst thing about it is like you don't realize they're awkward when no. you're going through it. Just, and so it was it. Yeah. And part of it is like this like no shame, like I'm just gonna be weird and do me. And mm-hmm. I think as adults we could learn from that a little bit. But maybe mm-hmm. not fully. <laughs> All of that preamble to say I think my most awkward phase was probably that like fifth grade, sixth grade age. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I, I rocked the butterfly barrettes, mm-hmm. like, yeah, and in my hair, you know, with those little rows, mm-hmm. and I, I just, I wore, like, Jinko jeans, nice. and, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was awesome, mm-hmm. I begged my parents to allow me to get contacts, because I totally rocked, I, as a child, I looked like the Molly American Girl doll. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So when I got tax, I didn't understand quite how, you know, to use them still. And so I walked around like squinting. <laughs> and so my fifth grade school picture, I'm wearing this like awful denim shirt with a beanie baby necklace and I'm squinting. Nice. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so good. So I just want you guys to have We're that, gonna, that yeah. picture in your head. We're going to ask your parents for that along with the improv videos. Mm-hmm. That no, please don't. We're requesting. I'm like booking a plane ticket to Iowa right now. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, Kayla, it's been super fun asking you questions and getting to know you a little bit better. Thank you guys. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kayla, where can our listeners find you online? Well, I am taking a blog hiatus, but if you want to go back and read some of my older posts you can go to many m-a-n-y sparrows dot m-e many sparrows dot me or i'm most frequently on instagram right now i know you guys are too (laughs) and (laughs) i'm kayla underscore craig on instagram and like i said you can also go to justreallyjoseph.com to learn more about our family and about joseph's adoption and get a book Mm -hmm. Yay. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to this special episode of Upside Down. And you can follow us on our website, UpsideDownPodcast.com. And there'll be some special show notes there from Kayla. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Upside Down Podcast. still there yeah (laughs) okay that was like a weird like pop almost i wasn't sure if that meant something happened